Hey everybody, welcome to Alien Zoo. My name is Chris, and thanks for listening. I really, really appreciate it. That's true. Spooky times are upon us, and I'm not just talking about 2020 as a whole. That's right, it's Halloween! And what's great about Halloween? Let me tell you. For one day a year, monsters don't need to hide. They don't have to worry about being outed or picked on. They don't have to walk around in fear with a human mask on. Nope. They can be themselves. They can throw on their high heels and enjoy a night on the town. However, not all towns welcome monsters. Some places are downright butthurt due to certain instances from their past. Certain instances involving a wolf-like beast with a hunger, no, a craving, well, I guess hunger works well, for human flesh. That's right. On a super spooky episode of Alien Zoo, we'll be covering the Beast of Chauvadon. Between 1764 and 1767, a small community called Jovadan, just 80 kilometers on the southeastern part of France, was plagued by attacks by a large, vicious, unknown beast. This creature wreaked havoc on not only the animals and livestock of this community, but was also responsible for the deaths and mutilations of over a hundred sweet, delicious humans all within a three-year window. The beast in question was described by survivors and witnesses as being the size of a calf with huge jaws filled with razor-sharp teeth. Now, I know what you're thinking. That just sounds like an extremely dark and twisted version of Beauty and the Beast, right? Nothing but an inflated legend, perhaps. Well, I would have thought that too. But the fact is that these attacks and deaths were not only well documented, but there were numerous eyewitnesses as well. So at the very least, there was certainly some sort of animal dining on human flesh around this time. But what sort of animal? Even though the attacks stopped in 1767, the beast was never positively identified. But not to worry, Alien Zoo plans to solve the mystery in the next 15 minutes or so. Oh yeah. So, the first attack happened in June of 1764. I was negative 224 years young. A farmer lady was busy watching over cattle when her dogs became spooked and abandoned her in the field. Suddenly, a large, aggressive creature charged her, a creature she was not familiar with. Now, keep that in mind. It charged her. didn't try to stealthily attack. Interesting. Before the beast could get her sweet flesh, the bulls in the herd that she was watching managed to shield her. They fended the animal off with their horns until it finally retreated. The woman was able to escape with just a few cuts and scratches. Lucky. How she described the creature is very interesting indeed. She said the beast had a large, broad chest just under a massive and intimidating head and neck. Its ears were on top of its head and the way they were positioned gave the appearance of sharp horns. It had a greyhound-like snout, and its mouth was full of fangs. The tail on this creature, unlike a wolf's, was long and thin. It had massive claws, 
and charged her with great speed, even leaping a time or two at incredible lengths, you know, really getting airborne. Just a few days later, on the 30th of June, the animal killed 14-year-old Jeanne Boulet as she was watching the family's sheep. And that's the problem with the time before television. Nothing to do but watch the animals. In October of 1764, two hunters claimed to have come face to face with the beast and shot it multiple times. Each bullet that entered the animal only seemed to stagger it, but it would time and time again get back up and move away, eventually making it to the thick woods and escaping. By the end of 1764, the beast was responsible for the slaughter of 14 more women and children. Now, it's good to be optimistic and positive at the start of a new year, but the first few months of 1765 did not go so well for the population of Javadan. On January 12th, the creature badly mauled an 8-year-old boy, but before it could finish the kill, the boy's playmates scared the creature off with knives and stones. Yeah, those are some badass playmates. I remember immediately running inside if a fire ant bit me. And that happened this past summer. Anyways, a massive hunt was organized, made up of soldiers as well as civilians. A total of 100 wolves were slaughtered, including an, ab an above-average-sized wolf, all thought to be the human-killing culprit. But the beast remained at large. It got to the point where King Louis XV sent professional hunters to Jovadan in February and July of 65, but they too returned empty-handed. But at least they had their hands, you know, it's a dangerous creature after all. By mid-September of 1765, 73 people were dead by the creature's claws. And I must add, even though the creature certainly preferred women and children, on occasion, it even attacked and killed full-grown men. And while it was most common for the beast to pick off its human prey as they were alone in fields watching over their livestock, it didn't shy away from groups and would even come into town and pick off prey just steps from their homes. It seemed to favor attacking its victims' heads, and a lot of the victims found had their throats torn out. It would on occasion carry the bodies away and most of the bodies found were indeed partially eaten. At this point, here is how the beast was being described. Much higher than a wolf, low before, and his feet are armed with talons. His hair is reddish, his head large, and the muzzle of it shaped like that of a greyhound. His ears are small and straight. His breast is wide and gray his back streaked with black, his large mouth is provided with sharp teeth. While people were in panic, the body parts littered the countryside of Jovadan. On September 20th, a Parisian hunter shot a large, larger-than-normal predator near the Abbey of Chazé in Auvergne. With this animal, a necropsy was performed. This was to ease the fears of the community, who at this time thought a werewolf was at large. However, the beast proved to be a wolf about 5 feet and 7 inches long, weighing about 130 pounds. Whew! The beast is dead. Its remains were mounted in the Museum of Natural History in Paris, but over time were eventually lost. So that's it, huh? The culprit has been slayed. 
The people of Jovadan can rest easy now, right? Well, this isn't a fairy tale. I'm afraid a happy ending won't come this quick. Even though King Louis assured all that the beast of Jovadan was dead. But two more children were slaughtered on December 2nd, 1765. That's easing Santa's workload a bit. More victims fell at the creature's paws between February and March of 1766, but appeals for more soldiers were this time ignored. Some people thought that there were more than one beast, as some of the attacks and deaths reported seemed to happen at the same time. On the 18th of June, 1767, the bloodthirsty monster claimed its 100th victim, a young girl. Congratulations. After this attack, a local nobleman gathered a dozen hunters to pursue the animal. One hunter in that party, a man by the name of Jean Chastel, claimed to have confronted the unknown predator near Mount Chavez on June 19th. And what did he do during this encounter? He shot the animal dead with a silver bullet, which he loaded into his gun in in case the werewolf rumors proved to be true. The carcass was crudely displayed in Jovadan for two weeks, then was shipped to a Paris museum where it did nothing but gather dust until sometime between 1810 and 1819. Now, even though descriptions of this predator varied, the killing stopped after Jean Chastel used his trusty werewolf-killing silver bullet on this particular beast. So, if not a werewolf, then what the hell was the beast of Jovadan? Well, there are a few popular theories, but there are three that are most credible, in my opinion. The first theory is that the animal wasn't a single creature, but instead a pack of wolves. Wolves were responsible for thousands of livestock and human deaths in Europe around the 16th, 17th, and 18th century. But here's the thing. Wolf attack patterns didn't quite fit the attacks reported of the Beast of Jovadan. Wolves typically attack weaker prey, and very rarely will they attack a full-grown human who could defend themselves. An analysis of the attacks supposedly from the Beast of Jovadan showed that the beast attacked adults at a rate six times that of other known European wolf attacks. So it would be quite bizarre for wolves of one specific area to suddenly change their habits so drastically. A second theory claims that the beast could have been a dog-wolf hybrid, perhaps a mastiff, and it's possible that this dog-wolf was trained by someone to attack humans. Another aspect that makes it seem like this could be the partial work of a person is the fact that the beast would consistently get up after being shot at close range. I mean, perhaps it was fitted with a makeshift armor made from boar's hide, and if this is true, It would need the help of opposable thumbs to get that armor on. And if it was indeed trained and directed by a human, that could explain its specific victims. Victims that a solitary creature wouldn't normally go after. Okay, but here's the crazy thing. Jean Castell owned a very large red mastiff. You know, Jean Castell, he he killed the beast, supposedly. But what about motive? Well, he did sort of become a hero after killing the beast with the silver bullet. Hmm. Interesting. 
All right, on to theory three. What about a misplaced animal? Huh? Have you thought of that? About a century after the events that occurred in Jovadon, French novelist Henri Pourra and naturalist Gerard Menatori proposed that a hyena was the most likely suspect. Now, what made them think of a hyena? In France, of all places? Well, it just so happens that Antoine Castel, the son of the silver bullet-wielding beast of Jovadon killer Jean Castel, had at least one hyena in his private menagerie. Can you believe that? A hyena in his collection? It's ridiculous. You know, it could have also possibly been an escaped female lion from a different menagerie, a different private zoo. This would certainly explain the creature using its claws when attacking, grasping at its victim's throat. This is something felines do and canines do not. So keep that in mind. But don't you think these people would have recognized a lion? Why are so many different appearances being reported? Well, let me tell you. Okay. The images of lions available at the, t- at the time usually showcased male lions, complete with a large dark mane. And a large dark mane is something female lions do not have. So if it was a lion, it just may not have been a type people recognized. Okay. Also, a long thin tail is much more appropriate for a lion than a wolf. I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Halloween episode of Alien Zoo. You can give us a follow on Instagram at Alien Zoo Podcast. If you like, if you have any questions or cryptid stories of your own, please, please, please email us at alienzoopodcast at gmail.com. And I hope you all have a wonderful, spooky Halloween. Stay safe. Stay creepy. My name has been and will be Chris. Until next cryptid. Bye.